Maki Podcast. I'm your host with the most shade, the cringe. And today is the season finale of season three. We got a special guest on the show, the one, the only, Cody Kells. Hi. <laughs> Whom's to visit you, my good sir? Tell the listeners who you are. Hi, my name is Cody Kelly. I'm originally from Tennessee. I've been living out in New Mexico since 2019, and I am a rapper, producer, and sound engineer, and I work over at Juggernaut Music. Oh, 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 oh. And um, you're the only 10 I see. Dun, dun, dun. I'm here all week. <laughs> well, um, t- take us, take the listeners. Hey. <laughs> take the listeners to the, where it all started, basically. Um... One of my first memories uh, at All in Life is pretty much me being in a recording studio with my dad, uh, helping one of his friends lay a demo. And my mother always played music constantly around the house, doing whatever, laundry, cooking, cleaning, just anything. There was just always music on. So from there, it was pretty much just always having an interest in it and eventually just diving into it and making music myself. Started off writing poetry and then formed into rap and now i play bass as well um, a little bit guitar uh make a shit ton of beats and uh yeah uh, uh <laughs> pretty much boredom and just like curiosity man honestly that's the best way to say that i got into it not bad not bad and like did you like uh started rapping while you were at tennessee or did that come later uh, that started definitely back in Tennessee whenever I was in, like, ninth grade, I would say. Uh, started off just, like, dumbest rhymes ever, just bullshitting around. And then one of my homies, actually two of my homies, uh, uh they uh, kind of taught me, like, about bars and, like, what punchlines were and how to structure it out. And uh, from there, just started hopping in a bunch of ciphers over at my high school and uh, sucked at writing songs, but could always write a hell of a 16. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, and then just kept, yeah, just kept going from there, and then actually wrote my first full song um, when I was like, uh, right after high school, so like had to be 18, 19. So um, when did you first... Yeah, yeah, that's a song that's, like, very deep on SoundCloud. Like, someone can find it. Like, kudos to you. But, like, I'm probably going to, like, ask you to never show anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. There's a, there's a special um, Cody Kelly tape out there. We got to find it. <laughs> yeah. But besides that, when was, like, the first time you actually got into a studio to record? Um, That would be, again, right after high school. My homie Marquise, uh, one of the people that uh, taught me about like how uh, how bars were structured and like what punchlines were, uh, he had his own home studio and started uh, having me and my little brother Mike come over and we would just kind of record here and there and that's how it started and then it was just like less often that he would invite us over. Uh, it was like once a week then once every two weeks and once a month and then i just have all this stuff written up and i was like man if i can't get in the studio i just gotta do something so i ended up blowing my last paycheck that uh that i got at amazon on a just a simple home studio gear back in like 2013 and that's whenever it was a lot more expensive to to get a home studio than it is nowadays i remember yeah. like ended up all together I think it was like probably $1,500 to $1,800, somewhere in that range, something Jeez. like that. <laughs> That's a shitload of money. Just because that was like way back in the day, though, you got to think, because like that was like having to buy a tower that was big enough for that was buying like uh, the MIDI controllers, all the, the studio monitors, and it's not like... I ended up just buying it with that one last paycheck. Like, I'd be building up towards it, like, with a couple of controllers and stuff. But all together, that's probably what it ended up adding up to. Not bad, not bad. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, back in the day, whenever, like, a sound card, uh, you couldn't get them for $99. Was back whenever they were still, like, 300 for just fucking two channel one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Now it's, like, pretty fucking excited. A little least expensive. I built my whole thing for, like, what? 150? <laughs> Nowadays, cause I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but that's also good for me nowadays, cause whenever I got have a re up on some interfaces or anything or any gear goes out, like shit, it's a lot cheaper nowadays. So fuck it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, when did you first produce? Cause I know you like to produce, and I I really love your beats. They're pretty nice. But when did you, was the first time you actually sat down to produce? That would be the day that I got home with all that studio gear, or at least the rest of the studio gear, like the computer and uh, the microphone, the, uh, some of the hardware that I was trying to use at the time whenever I didn't know shit about hardware, thinking that it had to be all hardware. Yeah. And didn't really understand how to connect them together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, it was like, the first beat, yeah, the, dude, no, this is how dumb I was back then. The first beat I ever made, I didn't know, like, how you could loop stuff and uh, program beats, so I legitimately thought that you had to, like, drum out the entire thing on an MPC, so my first beat that I ever made, it was two and a half minutes long of me, like, just straight up, like, hitting as as in time as I could get it and then going back and trying to get everything back in time manually from there. I, I felt so dumb whenever I realized like two weeks later that I, <laughs> I just worked way too hard. <laughs> God damn it. That's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Dude, I have some of the, I have some great learning curve stories, honestly. Honestly, because yeah, that was whenever I was 18 years old and I am 28 now. So like I can say that I've been working with sound for 10 years like not professionally professionally uh definitely three uh three to four but um all together yeah about 10 not bad not bad that's why that's why i noticed too is like um it's a lot of trial and error for like when an artist starts up it's like sometimes you make some dumbass mistake and then you look back and like how the fuck did i do that <laughs> Oh, dude, I still learn. I still learn every day. Like, that's that's one thing that I always try and strive to do uh, with all the stuff that I do is I try and, if anything goes wrong, basically for me, I research why it went wrong and how I can prevent it from going wrong again in the future. And if it does go wrong again in the future, what's the easiest and quickest way to fix that problem? Not bad, not bad. That's, that's a little tidbit for the listeners, too. You better, you better do that. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's just like with my job, like with my life, you know, I do not take that advice. <laughs> oh my god, god damn it. <laughs> but um when when speaking on our going back to the topics of their first times, when was the first time you actually perform? Um one time uh in Tennessee in twenty fifteen with uh this dude Yachty, uh He's like a music mentor to me uh, back in Tennessee because he uh, taught me a lot and actually gave me a lot of exposure and basically taught me more about the music theory side of things and like how to construct and arrange music. Yeah. Um, I kind of had a decent drum sound going, uh, but my arrangements were terrible. It was just basically like two loops back to back. Yeah, and so he showed me, like, how to arrange and how to, like, build with structure and stuff like that. Uh, but anyways, uh, he plays guitar and drums at the same time, so he's, like, a one-man band man. Oh, and he also has bands. a group called uh, Dos Fuegos out there. It's pretty dope. It's him and a guy that I actually went to high school with uh, named Darius. Uh, they're pretty cool, but anyways, he, uh, he asked me to do that kind of style that him and Darius do with those Fuegos, which is him doing the guitar and drums and Darius rapping. So it was supposed to be like we get together and actually write some songs out and practice and, you know, get get some shit going. Yeah. And couldn't get time to practice together. Couldn't get time to practice together. And then, like, the day before finally get a chance to practice, I'm like, we're uh, get together and we just kind of jam out and I'm freestyling over him, just freestyling pretty much. And, uh, stop after about five or ten minutes and I'm like so uh 
what are we going to do tomorrow? And he's like, this right here, what we're doing right now. <laughs> and then he turns uh, his little NPC on that he had on uh, over beside him and then adds that into a mix. And it was this BKE beat thing. I remember that thing to this day. It was a BKE beat thing. They are hard as hell to find, but it is one of the coolest little NPCs or uh, beat machines that you will ever see. Just because the, the pads on it, instead of them being like in a square in the normal 16 rows, they're actually set up kind of like piano keys. So it's... Mm. You know, cross between like a MIDI controller in the sense, but it's like way fatter keys. And it comes with a shit ton of samples. Uh, and it's definitely, it's, it's definitely my favorite uh, beat machine. <laughs> Not <laughs> bad. Comes to production, at least. Not bad. So basically your first performance was like a jam sesh with the boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, literally, yeah. That's exactly what it was, and it was supposed to be like a 20-minute session, I think, like a 20-minute spot on this uh, show yeah. at uh, this bar called JJ's Bohemia, and and after a while, I was like, damn, we're I'm rapping a lot. This feels like way longer than 20 minutes, and then after we go off stage, I'm like, yo, how long was that? And he was like, oh, it was about 45 minutes. I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> I said 20, and he's like, yeah, but the owner... Like so he just waved us on and told us to keep going. It's like, yo, hell no, nah, what the f Yeah, so uh that was like my first experience performing. It was just completely throwing shit at the wall, seeing what what sticks and uh yeah, that's how that went. <laughs> and then the next time I performed wasn't again until I moved here to New Mexico in 2019. So yeah, it was a total different experience with that one because that I feel like it was my real first performance over here just because I actually had songs. I took time to rehearse, started coming over here to the open mics uh, just to actually get practicing. Uh, shout out to y'all who come to open mics over here at Juggernaut. So that, that was uh, my first show over here was a, a lot better for me as, as far as practice-wise and being comfortable with it just because I actually had time to, you know, practice and rehearse and not just you know like i said throw shit at a wall and see if any flies come around <laughs> not bad not bad that actually leads to my next um thingy which was how did you find yourself at juggernaut like where, where would the events uh, led you to find yourself at juggernaut okay so 2017 i was living in cleveland tennessee i had a job as a cook uh and also was not making enough money to really pay for the place I was living in. So I ended up having to kind of stay in my truck for a while. So try and get extra money, start selling weed. And uh, <laughs> I'm not recommending listening to sell weed, but, you know, I, that's what I ended up doing. And uh, ended up getting robbed one day for, like, it was some bullshit. It was like, I don't know, I think I it was less than an ounce like a half ounce or some shit yeah and oh yeah it was a half ounce yeah yeah I, yeah that's exactly what it was 14 grams six dudes yeah that's exactly what it was so i got <laughs> ended up getting robbed by six dudes <laughs> i know i kind of jumped ahead whenever i was doing the math but anyways so <laughs> go to serve go to serve half ounce and uh this uh go meet this dude go to wait on the scale in front of him so he can see that it's a half ounce of shit and then as soon as I sit on the scale I just get hit from behind with a pistol jaw instantly shattered uh, hit the floor try and get up and while I'm in a daze I see a bunch of dudes like come out from the closet they all grab me got like six guns in my face da 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 uh, try and check my pockets can't find nothing pick me up throw me against the wall put a gun in my head say uh yo where's your shit otherwise I was gonna blow your uh, brains out and I'm just like yo only thing I got left is like I got some shit left some black and one shorts with some gold trim like they're black and white please they're left pocket they might be in the right but please don't shoot me if they're in the wrong pocket like I'm sitting there like I ain't gonna lie I was I went in total bitch mode at, at that yeah. moment cause you know all them guns in my face at that moment I'm just trying to live because like I said all I was doing was selling weed and living out my fucking truck it's <laughs> <laughs> totally understandable yeah, so, yeah 
Yeah, so that happened, and uh, couldn't find a hospital to take me for like two weeks, legitimately, just because I didn't have insurance. And showed up to a couple different hospitals. They pretty much would just take me in the emergency room, give me x-rays, give me some hydrocodone syrup, my way home. And so I walked around with a shattered jaw, just like pulling it. With all this like pus and infection for like two weeks, finally ended up getting a ride to University of Tennessee at Knoxville, UTK, uh, home of the Volunteers. If y'all watch college football, I'm sure some of your listeners do. No, but no, uh, yeah, shout out to them because they definitely saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so went to the ER. They uh, said, "What the fuck?" Whenever they saw my shit. Uh, had uh the surgeon come down look at me he was like yo what the fuck he was like you need surgery today but with my department i can't like they have to basically schedule it through him with uh an appointment so he pretty much told (laughs) told me like go up uh go up there to my or yeah he said go up here and uh tell him that you need an emergency appointment that way I can give you the reference to surgery. Otherwise, they're going to bullshit you around since you don't have insurance if you go through here in the in the emergency room through their department. And I was like, all right, cool. Went upstairs to his department, said, hey, need to schedule an emergency surgery. They saw it and then ended up being in surgery like two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> Speedy. Yeah, so after that shit, uh, basically couldn't go back home and work because I had to be on medical leave for like six weeks and was in the hospital for like at least a week and a half after the first surgery and had to be in there for like another week after a second one a couple months later but yeah uh, I was on uh, medical leave for a while and shit and after that it was pretty much just had to move back in with my mom's and she was a travel nurse so Ended up going all around the country and eventually ended up here. Not bad. Uh, yeah, just ended up here and well, sorry, I was still producing and shit, but not really rapping because was kind of ashamed of the way I slurred and all that shit and this mumble that I occasionally have that don't really have much control over anymore whenever I'm just talking because uh of where the plate in my jaw is located. It's like right at the hinge, so I don't have full mobility in my jaw. Yeah. But yeah, so moved out here, ended up uh, still producing, like I said, and bought, uh, needed some gear, came over here, and uh, met the owner, Ernie, told me about open mics. We ended up get, uh, getting in contact from there and just kept coming around, coming around, and Eventually asked me if I wanted to be an apprentice, and from there, yeah, it kind of took off. Was an apprentice for little, basically from September of nineteen until I don't know whenever our first show was after uh, COVID, and we were allowed to do shows again. <laughs> after. Because you know, yay, <laughs> full time member, and then, and uh, now, uh, oh man, we can't do shows now just because uh, national pandemic. Fuck you, COVID. Fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, I noticed like when when you hit Juggernaut, like you started releasing like 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 with crazy. How's your take us through your discography? Basically? Uh, yeah, so. Honestly, uh, for this one with my discovery, shout out to my moms on this one because I was working at, I was working here in town, not going to name the places, they don't deserve that credit to know that for me <laughs> to say where I used to work <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> here in town. <laughs> but yeah, so had a job here in town in the kitchen and uh, basically just was miserable, hated it, and was already hanging out over here and shit and 
Ari was starting to come around, starting to learn how to do the sound in the venue, and uh, just woke up one morning, asked my mom straight up, like, yo, can I quit my fucking job and just, like, focus on this music shit full-time for a year? And she was like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, you can do that. I'll, I'll support you for one year. So basically just quit my job and start coming over here as much as fucking possible. So definitely shout out to my moms on that. So yeah, I ended up having a bunch of free time because I didn't have an actual job. So if I wasn't here, I was at home just recording music because I only had a year of free rent. (laughs) (laughs) What was your first one? Was it um, Only Human? Uh, No, that was actually my latest one. That was actually my newest release. Yeah, that, uh, my first one was this one called Road Trip. Um, it's a uh, very eclectic, I would say, all over the place, all over the place. Um, but yeah, it's called Road Trip just because like it, I wanted it to be all over the place. Like whenever you're on a road trip, like cross country or some shit, like I've been, you go and change through stations and listen to a lot of different music and shit. So it's a, it's a very versatile album whenever it comes to hip hop per se. Uh, not much into anything else. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, your second one? Uh, second one would be, or no, actually will take Yeah. Yeah. That'd be my first one. And then second one, uh, Roadrunners. Crazy. Roadrunners, holy shit. I didn't know that was your second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how was that one? How was how was going through that one? Because that one's pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> uh, so the way Roadrunners pretty much came about was uh, me and Fraze were working on his album, Fraze World, and I was working on uh, Wendy Special. Yeah, I was working on Wendy Special and... Uh, so me and him were just constantly over over at my mom's apartment, just working on music every day and shit. So, you know, some some songs we're working on are his, some songs we're working on are mine. Some we decide like, yo, let me hop on this. Can I hop on that? Yo, let's go ahead and do this one together. Like, and so like after I don't know five or six songs of us like deciding like just kind of collab fully on songs not really having a plan for it or anything it's like yo we got all these in the vault right now and we're working on both these projects let's work on a third one which would be ours and then release it before we release our single our solo projects not bad not bad and then um your third one that'd be Wendy special how 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 that one go about like um so technically it was my fourth album i did have an original first one that i didn't mention it was with esta and uh that's because he uploaded it and we had fallen out and he took that album down so technically my discography now is starts off with road trip so it's the starts off with a song called four for four wendy special as in you know like go to wendy's (laughs) four for four yeah Yeah, so that's how i started originally was is going to be my fourth project and it was going to release on 420 started with four for four and it was it's a little bit more it was a lot more concise than road trip um i wouldn't say it like had a focus per se but like uh the songs were definitely a lot better quality wise as far as like the songwriting goes uh production a lot better just because from road trip it was songs that i'd made over like the last three to five years prior and shit and then Wendy special was everything basically from road trip to then within just a short amount of time so a lot of growth in that amount and all that time where I'd been in between those two projects not bad not bad I like the yeah. um, the, the naming of it um, or not the naming but the when you said it was be your fourth album and released on 420 like the whole number thing, <laughs> that actually, uh, 
Like, like that calls yeah, back technically to technically it was. Technically it was, but now if you look at my discography since that first one did get pulled, yeah. Like now, yeah. Now if you look at my discography, it technically is my third on there, but I don't know. I guess however you want to count it. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Well, yeah, that that takes me back to like uh, when I used to DJ. I I remember um for Pi Day, which is three point or three or March fourteenth, twenty fifteen, which was gonna be like Pi to the fourth digit. I think it was. I released Pi, and yeah. um, so it was on March fourteenth, two thousand fifteen. I released it, and it had nine um original or no nine mashups, two originals, and six remixes, and that's Pi to like I think it was like the eighth digit or some shit. <laughs> oh, nice. But yeah, that, that 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 takes me back to that. Then um, your your next nice. project. Let's see. After that would have been. Hold on, let me think. I actually have to think about projects that I have. Yeah, you have a bunch. Uh, yeah, and I released them all in like a quick amount of time. I think the next one would have been the Triple Threat one. Triple Threat, not bad. Yeah, that one was me for Nesta and. That one he uploaded, but I for some reason that one never got pulled. I don't know. I don't know. Never got pulled. Yeah, that one never got pulled. Pulled like uh, the Family Ties one that me and him originally did. Oh yeah, okay. And yeah. The, um. Yeah, yeah. Um. For the listeners, I don't know if you want to go into it from Cody. Do you want it? Uh, I mean, I can just like skim over it. No worries. Least, yeah. Just just for context, basically. Uh, pretty much like me, SI, and Phrase were all like the trio. We you see pretty much just all together. Um, uh, he would always kind of well, not always, but he 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 was notorious for getting into shit and then having others clean up his mess. And we just kind of got tired of being his janitor. And, you know, whenever we told him that and kind of sent him to the curb, he ended up, uh, like, hitting us up and being like, uh, uh, it's all love. I don't ever want us to have any beef or anything like that. I won't ever say anything on the mic. And then... 1 a.m. later that night, I get a notification on my phone, and it's S. Willis dropped a new track. The name is True Colors, and I and I I'd known this guy for a while, and he had basically lived with me for a while and shit, and so I knew him. Whenever I saw the name of the song, I was like, I already fucking know. Yeah, went and listened to it. Definitely a diss track towards us and shit. So, uh, hit up. Uh, Ernie at 1 a.m. in the morning. Shout out to Ernie for for answering at 1 a.m. Uh, <laughs> he caught wind of it and had just listened to it as well. And I asked him if he could swoop me up and us hit the studio over here and start writing. And he actually drove out towards Bread Springs to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> Dedicated. <laughs> Dedicated to the cause. Dedicated to the cause. <laughs> Shout out already. Yeah. Yeah. Woke up crazy at 6 a.m. Uh, told him to come over. He got over here. Ended up doing his verse. Uh, and, yeah, so that that's how that whole thing came about. But, yeah, just, you know, kind of got tired of being his janitor. No probs, no probs. But yeah, yeah, um, Triple Threat was like a big thing because I remember listening to that. I was like, oh shit, it's pretty nice. And then like after I was like, I remember writing that lyric too. Like we call just like um, Frazy Eels, Cody Kells, and Nesta Wills. I'm a Triple Threat. But I was like, I don't know if I should change it now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah. There, there's a couple songs that. Well, for a long time, like, it was, I didn't even want to really listen to anything that we had made together just because it's like, y'all, fuck that guy. But now I've kind of grown to the point in my life where it's like, I don't, like, that's the past and yeah. I'm, whatever. I don't really want to do business with him. I don't really plan on, like, ever 
making songs with him again. Um, just because the personal history there. And, uh, but I ain't gonna lie, but like, we all three together, we definitely made some dope ass music together. So, uh, within probably the last couple of months, I'd say I finally started actually occasionally listening to some of the tracks that we all made together and shit. But it's not like I go and listen to the whole project at once or anything. Right now, it's like it's like you can you can get added to the shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I pick you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get added to the shuffle. Just like if it comes on, I right, cool. Okay. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. And then, uh, yeah, if I go to if I go to pick it, it's because I I see it and I'm like, oh, that's a dope ass verse of mine, and I try to skip either right to my verse or the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! But uh, I noticed it didn't too, come like, up on shovel. If it didn't come up on shovel, I don't want people to think that I'm hating on the dude still because I'm not. Like, like seriously, yeah, yeah, no, no hatred, no hatred. Like, wish everyone in love the best, but. Just don't fuck with them personally anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not bad, not bad. But speaking of that, I noticed that you, you work for a lot of artists, like uh, from DJ to fucking Phrase and everyone in between. How, how's like that? Like, do you reach out for them or do they, do they reach out for you? Well, with Phrase, what happened was uh, I came to open mic for the first time and hopped up on stage just kind of did my set that had 15 minutes uh, and he happened to be finishing up his prior I keep it 1000 it nothing to do with that when people ask me all the time I had Polly Gonzo uh, and Ernie doing the mixing mastering and Polly Gonzo did a lot of the beats on that one I know for sure so, uh, shout out to Polly shout out to Polly uh, but yeah, he was to earn by, and I get I was on stage at the time, and I guess he says that he called it, and then ended up just uh, wanted to meet me afterwards. So he ended up like coming up to me afterwards, and uh, well, I know he went outside to smoke, and then I met with Earn right afterwards and said thank you uh, for loving me do this and then he introduced me to phrase afterwards and uh yeah me and phrase just linked up from there and started coming over and shit uh dj the way i met him was uh uh actually found his music on somehow i don't really remember how i think he came up related artists just because like i was looking up artists here in gallup yeah yeah and then the whole Marshall's Man Beef thing popped off as well. That's way old news. And, uh, but uh, he ended up hitting me up on that one after I dropped a track on that one saying that he really liked it. And so I was like, yo, I really like your music. Let's collab. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how negativity can turn into positivity if you let it. Not bad, not bad. Um, but um, on to the next topics, which is um, who are your musical influences? Uh, musical influences, man. Uh, that's oh, bro. I don't, I, I don't even know where to <laughs> begin on that one, because I listen to so much music. Like we hear people say that every single day. Whenever you ask someone on first day, like, so what kind of music you like, girl? Oh, I listen to everything. No, when I say I listen to everything, like, I, I pretty much listen to everything. Uh, so, some days you'll hear me listening to some pop punk. Other days you'll hear me listen to uh, straight uh, 90s boom bap. Other days I'll be listening to what they like to call auto-crooning nowadays. Um than others it'll be uh acdc uh go over to uh i've really been into thrash lately so i've been listening to like sacred right lately and uh some slayer um of course 
had to end up throwing that one out there just because we all be listening to that out here. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely got Throw Slayer in your playlist. Bunch of Pantera been in there lately. Uh, honestly, like, nowadays uh, not just everything, but some of my biggest influences uh, as far as music-wise, I would say, like, Ludacris and Redman were two of my favorite rappers growing up. Um... Uh, then I also listened to a shit ton of pop punk and was also big into like early uh, punk rock as well from like the 60s uh, and, and 70s was big into like Sex Pistols and Dead Kennedys uh, listened to a lot of Ramones as well um, ACDC was like my favorite heart, uh, was like my favorite hair metal band growing up uh uh, listen to Otis Redding as well, then would even go over to like jazz and listen to Miles Davis, of course, and John Coltrane. Like, uh, the only thing I never really got into was like country. Like, it, it was big <laughs> in Tennessee where I grew up, and I know it's big out here as well. Uh, so, like, I know a shit ton of country, and don't get me wrong, there's a few country songs I do enjoy. Yeah. But, you're you're not normally gonna catch me like going to country unless I'm working sound for an event where like is the playlist that they need me to provide. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So like yeah, so like Window Rock Fair and uh, Navajo Nation, all that. Uh, whenever I would go out there, um, that definitely um, go over to the flea market and do sound out there. Uh, <laughs> do a couple of country shows. Uh, yeah, any anytime I got like I'm pretty much in the outdoor settings or with the mass public in this area. Yeah, I definitely. Definitely got to do it here in Gallup and the surrounding areas. Definitely got to end the throwing country in the playlist, even though I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Well, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's a huge influence. I'm not going to lie. All those different genres. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said earlier, my mom listened to so much and she constantly played country as well, even though, like, I'm not big on it. So. <laughs> I know a bunch of it, unfortunately, even though I'm just not big on it. <laughs> <laughs> no probs, no probs. Uh, walk us through your um your process for making a song. Um, it depends. Honestly, it depends. Yeah. So, so um, on real quick. No worries, no worries. Taking a little break. Ah. Uh, He's I getting to the... drink my Lipton iced tea, the peach flavor. I had to take a sip real quick. No problems, no problems. <laughs> so process for me, like I said, it depends. Um, if I'm making the beat right there on the spot, I usually kind of get lost and uh, do it in steps. So it's like make the beat, then go to songwriting. Whereas a lot of people I know that will maybe make their own beats and stuff, a lot of times they'll like make the melody and then kind of come up with at least like the chorus or something yeah. and either write it down or lay it down. Me, it's like, I don't even think about vocal melodies because to me, it's totally separate. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's totally separate for me. Um, I don't know. So if I'm making the beat, yeah, it goes in processes of, Make beat, then songwrite, and sometimes I write it down. Uh, other times I just hop in the booth and just punch in, punch in, punch in, punch in. Um, <laughs> a lot of my early work was actually made like that. Um, all of uh, Wendy's special was made that way. It was just a bunch of punch ins, like four to eight bars at a time. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> yeah, but then other projects like Only Human. That one is the only project that I have that I actually wrote down every lyric. Jeez. <laughs> so, like, before that, it was just all punch-ins? No, 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 not, no, no, oh. not necessarily. Like, it's just the only project where every song is. Uh, like, Road Trip, 
there's a good mixture. Some songs I wrote uh, wrote down on paper or on notepad on my phone. Uh, and then others, I did the punch in message because whenever I was working on that one, that's whenever I first started actually getting comfortable with the punch in message because I'd always tried it and just sucked. <laughs> For real, because I'd always just, like, the way I did it was, like, click record, freestyle, like, 16 bars, and then find something, cut it, put it here, and then keep <laughs> trying to do that, and just never was real good, or really good at it. Like, there, there's some artists who do it that way, or are great at it, not like me. Like Lil Wayne. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, exactly. Lil Wayne, that's kind of how he does it. And me, like, I had to do it, like, four bars at a time to, like, kind of take the stress off of me and just be like, just focus on two to four bars. So think of two to four bars, or at least just two. And then from there, I could probably jumpstart and randomly come up with two more on the freestyle. And then sometimes it would go on to as many as eight. Not bad, not bad. So you... yeah. So, so it was all just a mixture of, like, writing and then the Lil Wayne method. And then, like, the Lil Wayne method. And then all of a sudden, the fucking, um, you just wrote everything for only, I'm so only fans, only human. <laughs> yeah, only human fans. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, for only human, uh, I don't know. That one, uh, I made all the beats for as well. And that was the first one where... And again, entirely in its entirety, I made all the beats for. Uh, so to me, it was like since I'm making all the beats for it, I want to write down all the lyrics. Basically, kind of like Ti whenever he did Paper Trail. Yeah. Minus him making, minus the fact he doesn't make beats. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Well, I I, yeah. I I almost forgot fucking forgot to mention Juggernauts. That's what I first. That's when I first heard you was Juggernauts. Juggernauts. U and L. Yeah, L L. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, the goat. The, yeah, the way that one came together. Um, I went back to Tennessee for a couple months. Uh, back whenever the pandemic first kicked off. Yeah. And uh, whenever I was leaving, he basically was—he gave uh, basically as a gift for me. He was like, "Here's a bunch of my beats. Here's my laptop uh, or my desktop. Go through my computer. Whatever beats that you want on there, you can go ahead and grab." So there's one that he had shown me that he didn't want me to have, and I'd seen the location on it one time when I. Was, so whenever he's like, you can have any beat you want, and I'm about to leave, I'm like, I know exactly which one I'm going for first. <laughs> and that's the one that ended up being old me. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so anyways, went back to Tennessee and made, I think that most of that project, most of it, there's a couple tracks that I already made here. Old me was already made here in New Mexico. Jungle was already made here in New Mexico, and then, and, and like, um, Merck. Everything Merck was made here in Tennessee, or in Tennessee, here in New Mexico. Everything else was made in Tennessee. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. There we go. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, when, yeah, I, uh, so when I heard that. That was another quick one where it was like just two months. Oh yeah, yeah. When I when I heard that, I was like, "That's that's the first time I heard you." And I was like, "Oh shit, it's fucking badass!" Like the beats, and then you're rapping with it. Yeah, yeah. That one was actually super easy for me because that one, since I made no beats on it and it was all L, I was able to just not think about anything. Honestly, just I just got uh, it's just rap and then mix it from there. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Yeah, so that's the other approach. Going back to the last question, actually, how it ties into that, uh, that's the other approach. If I don't make the beat, it's more freeing to me. If I make the beat, I kind of overanalyze a little bit. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, it's kind of hard, like, when you make a beat, then you have to rap on it. <laughs> yeah, just because you've already heard the loop so many times. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's how it feels. Yeah, yeah. That's why I try and make a bunch of change-ups in uh, pretty much all the beats that I make. I usually, like, I usually make at least uh, A, B, and C section um, just so I can go through the cycle and it's constantly changing. So whenever I go to write to it later, if I end up writing to it later, uh, at least it's constantly refreshing my ears because it's always something different, at least every eight bars. Not bad, not bad. Usually me, I just put in the back burner and come back to it like months later. <laughs> that yeah, sometimes that ends up working too. Just because you're too in the moment and can't think, and can't think, just because you like I said, heard it too many times. Take a break, come back months later. Oh, I got something for this right now. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. With with that, we basically come to the end of my my questions for you. Oh, oh yeah. The lastly would be the, um, what do you hope your listeners take away from your music, and what message do you hope to convey through your lyrics that they that you want them to hear and recognize? Um, I'm getting sentimental in this case. <laughs> pretty much, uh, we are only human, and yeah, honestly, like. I, like yeah, <laughs> everyone goes through shit because we all humans. Like, fuck, like, if you're mad, okay, like, be mad for a moment. If you're sad, okay, go ahead and be sad. Uh, just always try and bounce back. Like, I'm, I'm a very emotional person. I always wear my heart on my sleeve and I always show my emotions. Not always the best thing, but that's how I tend to be in life. Uh, but I forget about it within an hour 90% of the time unless it's something that truly affects me but if I get mad about something I might be uh, hot headed as fuck for five minutes and then ask me yo why was you mad earlier like an hour later wait I was mad huh? <laughs> wait what <laughs> yeah just I don't know yeah shit happens smile more <laughs> <laughs> god damn it Exactly. Yeah. Shit happens. Smile more. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay to just be only human. <laughs> exactly. See that? Boom, boom. It's okay. come. It came full circle. <laughs> but with that, we came to the end of the the, the interview. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty good. To talk to you. <laughs> nice, nice. Appreciate, it. appreciate. It. Uh, oh. One last thing, one my listeners I know. I suck at interviews. I always just ramble on and shit and don't know how to actually answer interview <laughs> questions. So, yeah, y'all got to deal with my bullshit and my rambling ADHD thoughts tonight. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you, Shades. No worries. Uh, before we go, um, is there any upcoming stuff? Merch, songs, music videos, shows, anything? Uh, yeah, there's always something going on over here at Juggernaut Music. We actually have FEA going down this Friday, uh, that's gonna be punk rock. We're gonna have Now or Never in the building, Weed Rat, Mommy Milkers, Ray Gurn is gonna be back in. And then Tuesday, we have Doyle with uh, Red Devil Vortex, The Penguins, Drunk Town Zombies. Uh, and then from there, we're gonna have a whole lot more shows coming up next month. We're gonna have uh, Shaggy Too Dope. Whitney Payton, uh, gonna have Kung Fu Vampire, gonna be hosting Sketch Craven in Albuquerque June 11th at Eclipse. Uh, yeah, just a lot of shit going on, man. And then, uh, gonna be, we're, we're planning on, uh, gearing up to start releasing music again. Uh, actually been in the studio today doing some mixing and mastering on some stuff that's been in the vault. So, yeah, Ooh. be looking out for a lot of new stuff from Juggernaut and, uh, me and the guys over here <laughs> and always come catch a show come catch fucking shows guys exactly 
support your local artists. That way we can make it to the top just so we can be like little baby and your other favorite artists. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where I don't the know can... why I use little baby as an example because we, we, there's more Technon fans out here and shit, but y'all, <laughs> y'all get the fucking point. Exactly. <laughs> and where can the listeners find you? You know, plug your socials. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Cody Kelly. Uh, I do not really do well at answering my artist page, so just find my personal profile. That's much easier. And and on Instagram, dot fifty four ninety four or Cody dot Kelly dot fifty four ninety four. There we go. <laughs> not bad. And also all over Spotify, YouTube, music, Apple got a couple music videos out and shit you know and then uh if you ever just want to see me or talk music i'm over here at juggernaut pretty much every day except for sunday and uh yeah you can book some studio time over here you could uh come through for open mics on every thursday now we're going to be starting to do that uh yeah bunch of ways (laughs) (laughs) no worries and with that listeners um stop that Stop doing that, that's sick. I'm gonna tell your mom, pull up your pants, it's fucking sick. <laughs>